Francisco. My name is Andrew, and this is the Who That Discussion, our New England Saints podcast, where we talk about all Saints news, opinions, and reactions. So before we get into some Saints-Ravens talk and some possible trade scenarios with Patrick Peterson and some rumors um, swirling around there, I just want to say if you like this podcast and you haven't followed us already, please follow us on Twitter at the Who That This on Instagram at Who That Discussion, and also um, on Podomatic, we are at the Who That Discussion on there. And then please um, subscribe to our YouTube, Google Play, Spotify, and iTunes channels on there. We are at the Who That Discussion on there. Please um, like, leave reviews, you know, rate our podcast, leave comments. All that stuff is just really, really good for us. You know, obviously, I love connecting with the Who That Nation, and you know, just it's great to see you know the reviews, the comments. Um, those are all good stuff. And then even if you. Can and just rate the podcast that'd be really big so we're doing good and what we need to work on that would just be really really big there so let's just get in right into some saints news so we'll start off with some kind of breaking news i mean it only came out about 20 minutes ago so um patrick peterson according to adam Schefter, wants out of arizona desperately so he wants out of there you know um he wants out of there and the saints are on the top of his list according to his cousin and cbs sports um, insider Bryant McFadden. Um, so, I mean, looking at that, I mean, that's going to make a lot of rumors swirl. And obviously, we talked about last week what I would give up. So, I mean, look, second and fourth, I'm still sticking towards that. But then there was another thing just came out like only about five minutes ago by Around the NFL, which is a show on NFL Network. And they said that um, the GM for the Cardinals, he said that they don't want to give up Peterson and they're probably not going to unless a deal blows them away. So, here's the thing I don't think the Saints will blow them away. So I guess right now we're on a waiting game to see if the Cardinals GM is going to give in here. I don't think the Saints – I mean, look, as much as I think Peterson's a great player, he would be an amazing fit for this team. Just looking at it, the way his veteran presence could help this team, I feel, in the two-minute drill, which we'll get to later. But um, and also, I mean, the stuff that he can do opposite Lattimore would just be you know incredible. This, this team needs to go to a Super Bowl. I feel like he is kind of that missing piece on that defense. That you know that will bring them to the promised land. Now, will they do it? Now, that's something else. That's something else you obviously have to look at. I mean, the Saints are at the top of his list, but that doesn't really matter. It's not like it's free agency. Um, you know, the Cardinals are not going to give us a discount because they're at the top top of um, Peterson's list. I don't think that really matters that much. But I mean, it shows that he wants to go there, and that's the, one of the names maybe he told the GM you know to get a trade with. But I just look. I mean, they're going to have to probably give up the second round, and that means you're completely blowing up a draft. Do you want to do that? I don't think you know Loomis is going to want to do that. Maybe a lot. Saints fans would want to do that, but you know, you would have to be completely sure that this is the Saints year, this is their season if you're going to do this move. Because look, if this is the move to bring to the Super Bowl and win a Super Bowl, you're going to do it 100%. You know, and you, I would give up, you know, if you knew that this was going to be the missing piece, you know, 100%, then you got to do this trade. But then, is it really? How good is uh, Peterson compared to Ken Crawley? Now, these are all things that we're going to obviously have to assess going to the trade deadline. Now, we don't have to get this trade done today, tomorrow, you know, even next week. We have to get it done by about a week and a half. So, we have a week and a half to do this trade. But, you know, just looking at it, I feel like there's a lot of questions to be answered with this trade. I mean, I think obviously, you know, Patrick Peterson would be a huge upgrade for the Saints, but how much of an upgrade would that be? You know, if it's going to give up a lot. So, you know, a second and a fourth, that's what I think. But I don't even think that would be the, the deal. I think maybe even a second and a second. You know, I, I don't know if this team wants to do that. I mean, look, when you're getting back out of a player, you may want to. Also, just another move was not by us, by the Cowboys. They got Murray Cooper and they go up a first round. So that means, you know, a lot of, you know, markets. You're going to have to give up a lot of picks to get good players. I think we're going to have to see that. 
if you know we're going to get Peterson, especially because they're hesitant to give up Peterson. They're not 100% giving him up. So I feel like, you know, as much as it's a, such a match, you know, scheme-wise, and just, you know, he's from New Orleans, went to, you know, LSU, but I just don't see, I don't see Loomis, you know, just pulling the trigger on there. But I think that's, you know, kind of enough with some Saints news. I mean, we obviously coming out of the game, there's not that much Saints news. Usually we cover, you know, more Saints news on the next episode before, you know, the games. But, you know, I, I think this is definitely something to look at with the trades. I mean, obviously just come out, you know, a ton of people are talking about it. But I feel like, you know, that's my take on it. You know, sometimes you got to look at it. it. To me, it'd be a good trade, not an amazing trade. And I think it could backfire on you pretty quickly. But it also be the trade that brings you to a championship. And that's why I think you kind of have to at least try try, you know, at least call the Cardinals, good, put a good deal in, and maybe you can get it done. But I just feel like, you know, if you're looking at Loomis, Loomis is not the guy to make trades at the trade deadline, really never has. Um, you know, even though he has been aggressive at times, and I feel like, you know, obviously, um, you look at NFL Sports Update, I think, um, on Twitter, they said that the Saints and Eagles are going to be really, really aggressive in this trade deadline, so that's obviously something to look out for, but I think, you know, we're going to have to see it. I think, see to believe it, in my opinion, that's why I feel like you know, really is there until, you know, um, Adam Schefter's reporting that the Saints are really in on Peterson. I don't think that he's, you know, really on our radar. Look, obviously players, you know, his cousin or like, you know, past players want him on the Saints, but I feel like just looking at there hasn't been a huge source saying that until someone from the New Orleans media that's like a Saints beat writer or, um, you know, a, a whole reporter for the NFL, like Rappaport or Schefter. Um, I don't think it's all just 100% true. I think you have to look at it sometimes, you know, look between the lines sometimes. I mean, Brian McFadden probably knows, you know, um, Patrick Peterson's cousin. He probably has talked to him about this, but I don't know if it's exactly the case. I mean, just looking at it, I feel like that's kind of the news with him. I mean, you know, looking at it, Peterson... He's it's just I think that's what's gonna be. I think I just don't think Loomis is gonna pull the trigger. And I think you know Loomis is definitely gonna get influenced by Peyton and um Jeff Ireland. You know, Peyton said a couple of weeks ago that, you know, they're probably not gonna add anyone, you know, the fixes with the um you know cornerbacks that's gonna come from in house and Ireland's a big draft guy, so I don't think he wants to give up a lot of draft picks. So I feel like that that's kinda what it is there. But you know, that's just I think all we're gonna talk about. We'll see definitely more later in the week what the real story is here. So now on to some Saints Ravens talk. So the Saints won for the fifth straight game. They are now 5-1, and 3-0 and on the road, which I think is a very noteworthy stat. I mean, looking at it, this team, we'll just go right into some notes. This team won 24-23 off of, I mean, you know, a missed extra point by Justin Tucker. So, I mean, obviously, it looked like someone tweeted it out, and I was completely agree with them. It kind of did feel like that um, Tom Benson came down and, you know, blew that ball, you know, right. Because it was just going straight, going straight, going straight, and it just, it sliced right out. You know, the announcer said it looked like it's golf swing. That's how kind of golf swings are. I mean, if they're really bad, they'll just slice, right, slice, left. They'll look like they're going straight and just slice. You know, footballs don't really do that, but I mean, hey, it happened, and I mean, look, I mean, the announcer completely jinxed him. He said, you know, he's never missed an extra point before this. This would be a bad time to do it, and then he missed it. I mean, to me, I look, it's, you'll take it, and to me, I don't think the Saints got lucky. I think the Saints earned the win. I really do. Um, I, th- I think if we would have got the ball first in OT, I think we would have won the game. I think um, the way the offense was playing, we played the game plan we wanted to play. We executed it very, very good. 
and then we got the win because of it. We came into Baltimore's house, played Baltimore style of game, which is what we wanted to do, and win. To me, it shows a lot about this team. Number one shows that they can win in a ton of different ways. If they want to win on a shootout, they win on a shootout. They want to win on a grindout game, they win on a grindout game. If they're going to ball you out, they'll blow you out. I just feel like they can win in so many different ways that it's going to be tough to beat them, you know, in crunch time in the playoffs. You know, it seems like they're just finding ways to win. They're not playing perfect. We'll get into the, you know, the positives, negatives. But, I mean, the way they're able to grind out wins is, as you know, especially early in the season, getting off to the start, it's very, very noteworthy. And I think it could be very big going into the season. Just some um, other notes. Drew Brees throws, you know, for now, 501 passing touchdowns. He threw um, two to go from 499 to 501. His 500 touchdown pass was to Ben Watson. You know, just right at the goal line, a little play action over the top to Ben Watson. You know, very easy score. He was wide open. And you know what? I feel like just coming in, I feel like, you know, Breezy probably knew he was going to get this record. But, I mean, he won this win. And it's, I don't think he really cares about, you know, the records. But I think he wanted this win for multiple reasons. Obviously, he wanted the 500 touchdown. And he wanted to beat the Ravens to get all 32 teams won. And that's obviously our next note. So, he's beaten all 32 teams, um, including the Saints. He's only one of three quarterbacks to do that with Brett Favre and Peyton Manning. That puts him in select company there. It's just to me, that's extremely impressive. To beat every team in the NFL, you know, you don't really get the chance. Some people don't get the chance to do that. You know, Brady, because he's only played with one team. Um, you know, so not many quarterbacks get the chance to do it. He did and he um, accomplished it. That, I mean, just another um, feather in the cap of Drew Brees. I mean, and, you know, look, the media is going to probably say it means nothing and stuff. But to me, that's a big part of his leg- legacy to beat all 32 teams. It's impressive. It's just very, very impressive. I mean, another thing I know I said earlier, another note, Saints are 3-0 on the road. And that's really big. Now they're playing on another home road game against the Vikings. I think, you know, I really feel like they're going to play with something to prove in that game. And it's going to be kind of like, they say it's not a revenge game. I think the Saints here come out with a different, you know, type of, you know, energy that should be like, you know, we got to take care of business against the Vikings here. Sunday Night Football, everyone's watching. I think everyone's going to want to see it there. And then finally, our last note is that we came in talking about, in this preview, we talked about how good Baltimore's defensive line was, how they got a ton of sacks, most in the league. They only got one sack on Drew Brees. And that, you know, just gives to the offensive line. That was great. I mean, Sean Payton, the quote that he said, he said, they will not give up 11 sacks. He said he'd stand up on a chair and say they will not give up 11 sacks. He knew that he was going to play aggressive. Just that quote was aggressive, you know. And what that game was, it was complete, you know, Sean Payton's masterpiece. Looking at it, the way he would, you know, go for it on fourth down multiple times, you know, give Taysom Hill opportunities. You know, obviously we'll get into later when we talk about the coaching. But this is just, you know, vintage Sean Payton at his best. I mean, the way he's coaching, he's coaching at the top of his game. Breeze is playing at the top of his game. And that's going to make the Saints really hard to beat there. So now let's get on to the storylines. I mean, look, first we had coming off the bye, was there going to be a little slumpish play? There wasn't really. You know, I mean, this team, they played very, very good. They played the Baltimore-style football and won. You know, they came off the bye just as, you know, Champagne wanted to. I mean, that moves them to, I think, now 7-2 since 2009, since the bye week, coming off the bye week. So that's very, very good there. So I feel like just, you know, they played very good. They played up to the task. And then the improved secondary, can it continue? To me, okay, it played better. It's playing better every week. It's not 100% there. I think, you know, we're talking about Patrick Peterson. They may need to go outside and get Patrick Peterson, even though Sean Payton feels like the answer is inside. I mean, maybe, you know, looking outside is the answer there. But just looking at it, I feel that, you know, look, Kenny Crawley, it's not like he played really bad. But you got to give – what is this? some of these schemes by Dennis Allen? Rushing two guys on the, you know, would have been game-tying touchdown. Um, on the other touchdown um, with uh, against, yeah, that Flacco threw to 
their rookie tight end, Mark Andrews. So just looking at it, you know, um, you know, that's what they have to change. You know, they're not blitzing enough. I don't think they're played extremely conservative. And I think that, you know, look, Lattimore looks great again. I mean, I put him on my game repack, the standout defensive player. As much as I think Demario Davis played really good, he was also helped by, you know, his, his defensive line's giving him a lot of gaps to shoot through. He's so fast. Lattimore, you know, basically is out there on an island. There's really no that other, that money, talented defensive backs out there. You know, Marks Williams not out there at the end of the half, uh, the second half, excuse me. But, um, you know, he was balling against, you know, Michael Crabtree was a very, very good receiver. Crabtree, I think, ended up with five catches, but then they kind of switched off each other because, you know, then, you know, until the final drive, I think that they kind of, he went to, you know, John Brown. He's been just getting, they haven't even throwing the ball to him, you know, or around him. They, you know, did challenge him a couple times and, you know, it was about half and half there. He should have had a pick in this one, really two picks he should have had. He dropped one and then one was coming over, ranging over. It was him and Marcus Williams. I think that's how Marcus Williams got hurt. And then, you know, they're both ranging over and they banged into each other. So I think looking at that, I mean, I think he played really, really good there, but I just don't think the secondary played amazing there. Ken Crawley and PJ Williams, it's not that they were playing that bad. I feel like the scheme by Devin Allen was not that good. And then also just the third and final storyline that we were coming in from the pregame is was that can we keep Breeze clean? And we did that, you know, only one sack. And, you know, look, you got to give it to the O-line depth. They said it would be really telling on Twitter. I put out a tweet that, you know, that we're going to really see what the O-line's made of. And you got to give it up to Cameron Tom. And, you know, even Joshua Liebers when he played. But when he came out, Cameron Tom, you know, he did an amazing job. And as you know, only, you know, first couple of, you know, minutes of play in an actual NFL game. And he played really, really good against a really tough defensive line. So got to give it up to him. Look, he wasn't perfect, but he was good enough to get the victory. And that's what we want to see out of him. So now on to some um, position grades and group grades here. So first, looking at QB, I mean, you got to give Breeze an A. He played a very, very good game. He played basically everything Sean Payton was told him to do. He did with flying colors. I mean, look, obviously the stat line doesn't, you know, blow the doors off of anyone, but, you know, he was still had a very, very good completion percentage, over 70%. He had 212 yards, two touchdowns, no picks, um, you know, got sacked once. QBR of 90, um, QB rating of 115. I think that's just it's good. He played a solid, solid game. He outplayed Joe Flacco, which was big. I mean, just looking at it, to me, I mean, he did everything he needed to do. He made some spectacular plays. He threw one to Trey Smith coming out. He rolled out. They were a perfect throw. No one says it. People say he has no arm strength anymore. Look at that throw. That was an amazing throw. Same throw to Michael Thomas. It was like an eight-yard throw, but he was getting pulled down, and he still threw it eight yards. Ended up picking up a first down there. But I feel like that's the kind of things he's able to do. I mean, he's been very elusive. He was elusive the last game. And, you know, as much as, you know, this secondary is, you know, the whole defense, the Baltimore defense is very, very good. And he was able to, especially in the fourth quarter, basically march right down and score 17 points in only one quarter. So he did good there. On to you know, the skill position players. To me, I give a couple people, you know, step up and a couple people kind of regress a little bit. Kyrie Meredith was nowhere to be seen. He got completely shut down by you know, this Ravens defense, you know, by Brandon Carr and others. And you know, he really, look, he was getting better and better each week. And then this week he went back down to no catches. I mean, Traquan Smith, he was pretty good there. But he wasn't amazing as he was in the, the Redskins game. I don't think anyone's expecting him to do that. But if he can put up around five catches, 50 yards, and maybe sometimes at a touchdown, I would see that's very, 
very good for him there. Michael Thomas was amazing as always. I think he had one drop in the beginning, but you know he ended up with like seven catches, seven yards in TD. You know that's that's solid. You know if he can do that every week, you know I, I would love him to get a hundred you know yards. But he's still doing pretty good there. Now on to the running backs. Looking at Alvin Kamara. Mark Ingram, they did all right here. Kamara did much better. I mean, he looked much better. Um, he had a TD, and especially in the fourth quarter, he ran the ball really good. Ingram really got nothing, you know, done on the ground. Taysom Hill had more, um, you know, rushing yards than him. Taysom Hill was very, very good running the ball. He actually had a toss play, one for like 15 yards. You know, he's just, that's his army knife. Great player. We'll talk about him a little later with the special teamers. But, I mean, he's just... You know, the way he's able to do, you know, certain things is just great there. And then tight ends. You got to give it to two players in the tight ends. You know, Ben Watson showed up against his former team. You know, like six catches, 45 yards on the TV. That's exactly what we need at Ben Watson. And he stepped up today, and that's why our offense was successful there. He played a very, very good game. And then Dan Arnold, who had two catches in this game, I think he had like about 30 yards. I mean, look, for him, he reminds me of a very young Jimmy Graham. Graham's first year was in 2010, and he was like, all right, you know, look, he was ended up with probably like 500 yards, 400 yards. And I think, you know, if Arnold played enough, he could kind of come on that same track. Obviously, he didn't play the first, you know, four or five games. So, you know, he's not going to probably end up with that much yards. But if he could be on the same track, that'd be really, really good. I think he has a similar build to Graham, and he could be a really good receiving tight end there i mean just the overall skill positions i'm gonna give them about a bb plus i think that's how they played i mean i just feel that look they didn't um do anything amazing but they played good enough to win a couple guys stepped up when needed to be which raises them above a b to a b plus so i think that's what you know they're looking at there onto the old line you got to give them an a a minus they protected breeze the whole game a lot of people stepped up like cameron tom like we said earlier i think they just played a very very solid game you know you got to give it to people on the edge like um taron armstead and ryan ramchuk because they completely stopped their two edge rushers and you know just especially in that second half when they knew we were passing down 10 and we were able to give Breeze, you know, basically clean pockets most of the time there. Onto the defense, and this is where, look, I don't think we had a bad defensive game. I think we had an average good enough to win, and I think we're, you know, look, it may not be good enough to win a Super Bowl, but it was good enough to win this game. I think this team's going to have to play better here. Defensive line didn't really play that good. They played good against the run, so yeah, you got to give it to them there. They, I think they ended up with one sack, and that was by Alex Okafor. He played a good game today, but, you know, Marcus Davenport was nowhere to be found after a really, really good game against the um, Redskins. Cameron Jordan didn't record a sack, but he was still good getting pressure. He was you know, did a very, very good job. I think he also had a batted ball there. Um, you know, that's the same with Okafor. Okafor also had a, you know, a batted ball. Looking at, you know, other guys there, Sheldon Rankins played a, you know, pretty solid game there. Stopped the run really good. Got to give it to the whole people stopping the run because, you know, they're missing Taylor Stallworth, who was their best player against the run, and they completely stopped their um, rushing attack. That just shows how this Saints defense is one of the top, you know, rushing defense in the league. You know, obviously number one in average yards per carry. Um, so, you know, th- that's just what you want to see. I mean, they are pretty good running team you know Alex Collins Buck Allen they're not you know awful they're not amazing but you know they stopped them under you know four yards carry just about three yards carry they were at 3.3 I believe so that, that's exactly where you want to be there Saints linebackers they played really really good you, you got to give it to these guys I'm going to give them an A minus because or you know you even go up to an A I would say A, a minus here because the way they've been playing number one they completely stopping the run DeMario Davis I mean look he would have got my you know 1A defensive standout probably should put both of them on there he's just plays amazing so fast to get to guys sometimes he had a huge third down tackle when doing that so I feel like you know he can be a huge piece in the playoffs because you know you're going to need that um you know physicalness and stuff like that and he completely brings it AJ Klein played a very very good game and then Anzalone and Manti Teo also played very very good the way they were able to just very fast linebacking corner out um you know they're able to make tackles um Anzalone had a really good play on like I think the final drive or second place drive that kind of saved it was on um 
Lamar Jackson made a nice play, I think, yeah. I think it was on Lamar Jackson. He made a nice play there. Um, that was big. But, I mean, just looking at it, I think he's in, you know, he's definitely a project. I think Teo's better. I think Teo will play over him. But, you know, if he can come in when he's in his packages and he, he could be a very good player there, I think that's enough from the linebackers. You know, there, I mean, look, we thought this group was going to be the worst group. They have came out and be the best group right now. And especially on that defense, they've been very, very strong there. And then on to the cornerbacks, you know, talking about coming in, how we were wrong coming into the season, how we were wrong with the linebackers. We were also wrong with the cornerbacks. We thought they were going to be very, very good. And they just have not been. And today, I mean, look, they got better. You know, they showed better. They really didn't really get that beat that badly. I think it was more scheme-based. Um, I know Rev Deuce, Deuce Wendham said the same thing, and I completely agree with him. I mean, you got to give it to why is Dennis Allen? He's telling, I think that's what he's telling Crawley. Just don't get beat over the top. But, you know, I think it was a fourth down. It was the first fourth down on John Brown. Crawley just sprints back, and John Brown just stops. Easy first down catch. It was like on a fourth and eight. So, I mean, that cannot happen there. I mean, looking at what well, Dennis Allen, only rushing two guys, that's not helping your secondary. It's just not, you know, and, you know, good, not even good. You know, average to good quarterbacks are going to get the ball. If you have, they have all the time in the world, they're going to get the ball out, and they're going to get the, the touchdowns. They're going to get, you know, completed passes. That's just what quarterbacks are going to do with a lot of time. I think I'm going to give them a B minus. Because I think a lot of more played very, very strong. Crawley, PJ Williams, they didn't play bad, but they didn't play good enough to win. I think this team really is missing Patrick Robinson. Um, but it's looking at the safeties, Marcus Williams got out late. Von Bell didn't really play that good either. Same with Kirk Coleman, who came in really on the final drive, played a lot, didn't really play good there. And just the whole Saints two-minute offense, either in the big end of the first half or the end of the second half, they were just not good, and they haven't been good since really the end of last season. And something's got to change there, and I think they need more veterans there, and I think they're going to have to get someone in the you know trade deadline. If it's not Patrick Peterson, it doesn't have to be Patrick Peterson. It just has to be a veteran presence there. It's going to help them at end of games because this is it's, it's starting to be you know getting very, very annoying. How now you're kind of expecting them to go down the field and maybe win this game. Looking at it, like, go back to week 17 of last year, the Bucks they gave up a touchdown. Even against the Panthers, the Panthers almost came back and won that playoff game in the wild card round. You know, we blew it against the Vikings. That was obviously not good either. So looking at it, it's just that final drive, we have to get over our fears. And I still don't think we've done that. You know, maybe that can change next week and the weeks after that. But I feel like, you know, that's got to change. So, I mean, that's obviously a big thing there. I mean, looking at coaching special teams, A+, plus, you know, for both categories. I know we mushed them into one, but coaching, Sean Payton, what a game plan, great in-game calls. I mean, just a lot of, you know, really good stuff from him. You know, you see that, you know, that's that fire and passion that Sean Payton has. It's completely back. I mean, those plays with Taysom Hill, I think there was only one bad play, and that was a Taysom Hill on the fourth and goal there, or it was a whatever, near the, the end zone. I don't know if it was exactly a fourth and goal, but it was fourth and short, and you know, we tried to do a pitch play. I don't think we should do that. You know, go to the outside, especially how big Taysom is. He can pick up two yards if you need him. Be he's really not going to get pushed backwards. But besides that, you know, a lot of great things. You know, just the way he outcoached one of the best coaches in the league. Finally, beat John Harbaugh. So just a lot of good stuff there. Special teams is amazing. You know, Taysom Hill. I mean, just talk about him. The special teams. You know, he's returning kicks. He's you know of running fake punts. He's, you know, running the option. He's taking pitch plays. He's lining up as a wide receiver to block. You know, I mean, I really I can't wait for him. If they're going to ever call it, you know, him throwing a touchdown to Breeze. That's what I want to see there. That would be, I mean, that would be amazing play. So I think it's just a matter of time. And, you know, his snaps are increasing every week. And I think this Taysom Hill experiment has helped the Saints more than hurt. I think, you know, there's kind of a debate about that. But I think it has helped the Saints. I mean, here, obviously had a huge drive. And that huge drive wouldn't have happened happened that first drive even though we didn't get points we set the tone and that wouldn't have happened without Taysom Hill there 
But final thoughts on this game. I mean, really, really good victory on the road. And, you know, I feel like this Saints team in the playoffs, if they get to the playoffs, which, I mean, look, I'm not going to jinx anything, but if they get to the playoffs, this is the type of games you want to play, and it gets you ready for the playoffs because, you know, you're going to have to play these types of games. I mean, these grinded-out wins, and I feel like the Saints can do it in a lot of ways. They need a shootout, shootout. They can win games like this. I feel like they can win games like this. And especially, like, these teams, such a physical team, they're going to have to match the physicality of the Ravens, and they completely did that from you know the first snap of this game and I feel like that was really really big really good win and I think you know look five wins in a row you're five and one you're coming really really strong next week going into Minnesota and just you know that's going to be that that game's kind of personal I feel like to the Saints Saints fans and I feel like you know this team's going to come out with a you know huge chip on their shoulder a lot of confidence coming into this one you know just look at a little ahead to the Vikings I mean they're I don't think as good as they were last year defense definitely not as good so I feel like you know their past defense has been you know beaten in a lot of ways so I feel like hopefully Drew Brees can capitalize on that but I feel like you know I think that you know look we're gonna go in there I think we're gonna try to play a similar game like we did against the Ravens and you know hopefully we can pull that one out too but now on to our Houdat Nation fan questions so our first and only question is from Saints fan from NY and he asked projected record after the bye so here I mean look I had the Saints going 12 and 4 at the beginning of the season I had them going 4 and 1 into the bye so I mean the easy answer would be 12 and 4 after so I mean look but I feel like with this team I feel like I mean I can maybe even see him going one up or maybe one down I can see really both ways but I think around 12 and 4 and I think I'm gonna stick with that you know maybe they get another win maybe not but I feel like coming into this game I feel like this team is just coming into the coming out of the Ravens game, excuse me. I feel like this team is ready to win in many different types of games. I mean, now all this team has to really do is with that secondary. If they ever get that secondary to where the linebackers are and the defensive line are, I mean, this team's going to be really good. Also, they have to start taking away the ball. I think that's going to be really big. Getting turnovers is going to be big. But I feel like around 12 and 4, I think that's where we'll be. Plus or minus a couple games there. Probably plus or minus one, I'd say. But um, I wouldn't be surprised. But right now, looking at 5 and 1, you're obviously extremely happy about that. They've very tough schedule coming up you know looking at you know we had the Ravens you know next week we have the Vikings in Minnesota then we have home against the Rams which I think is going to be a dogfight of a game then we go on the road against the Bengals it's kind of like a letdown trap game then we have to go and then we play at home against the Eagles that's and then we have to play Thanksgiving against the Falcons that those that stretch is going to be very very tough but I feel like this team I think they have you know the power to get through that stretch with a very very good record solid record so I mean look we'll get into more about you know the Vikings game you know next episode but I feel like you know I think that's where we're going to stand there so with all that said I think it's time to wrap up this podcast so um if you like this podcast you like this episode and you haven't followed us already on you know um Twitter Instagram um iTunes you can follow us on Twitter at the who that this on Instagram at who that discussion and then on iTunes we are at the who that discussion on there subscribe as well as rate you know comment do all that fun stuff also on Podomatic we are at the who that discussion and then also Google Play Spotify Spotify, and then also YouTube, we are at the discussion on there. Please, on all those sites, please subscribe, you know, like, leave comments. All that stuff is just really, really good, you know, to help, you know, share the podcast. I'm just really happy. These last two episodes have been, you know, amazing. The support that we've got has been huge. I mean, these last two episodes have been, you know, basically one of the most watched videos of this whole podcast. 
these last two. So I just, you know, I got to say thank you again to the Who Dat Nation for, you know, making us a little more popular. Now we're just, you know, hoping to grow, you know, more. This is now our 25th episode, so that's obviously cut quite the milestone here. And I think, you know, where where we are is just it's really strong. And, you know, we're going to be looking on to more games, more Saints games and all that fun stuff. And also our next episode, I mean, I left it for the end, but, you know, on our next episode, we're going to have a joint episode with the Who Dat and NYC podcast. You know, a couple of people from New York talking about some Saints football. That would be very, very fun. Can't wait to do that. You know, that's just a look. I love, you know, being with other Saints podcasters, you know, talking about the games and stuff. It's just what I want to do. And just it's a big dream of mine, you know, to, you know, talk with other Saints podcasters like I've had in the past with other ones. And now with the Houdat and NYC, I just can't wait for that. And, um, you know, it just, just all this whole, you know, experience has just been amazing. And I just want to say thank you to the Houdat Nation for, you know, accepting my podcast with all the rest of great podcasts out there. I mean, just all great stuff. Stuff there, but I mean, hope you know, great win this week, you know, against the Ravens. Hope we have another great, you know, week of practice and going into the Vikings game that'll be really big. You know, I think we'll hear a little more rumors about the trade deadline as that approaches. But with all that said, I want to say thank you, prove them right, and who dat. <laughs>